Welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. I'm Armin. And I'm Camille. And we're here to recap the latest episode of Project Runway. But before we get into our favorite and least favorite looks, the judges' favorite and least mm-hmm. favorite looks, Camille, I want to get right into Toolgate. Oi. <laughs> what? What is it with this this season of Bravo competition shows and some asshole fucking the entire team over? Wasn't this eerily similar to Eric, Eddie? Oh, Eddie, whatever. <laughs> On top Eric chef. actually is a good one. I don't want that to be the... We love Eric. We love Eric. Um, but you're right. Justice for Eric. Um, you are absolutely mm-hmm. right. Eerily similar to Eddie. I forget the specifics, but... I believe he ended he up spending too much lamb. Or was something it lamb? Like that, I was yeah. going to say lamb. He ended up spending Stupid. most of the team's budget on lamb, and then I want to say Natalie had to compromise yeah. on lemons. She had to share her lemons with the team, yep. and she was making a lemon curd or something like that—a yeah. lemon pie. I don't know. Yeah, some lemon dessert, and she not only had to share her lemons, but she had to buy less lemons, mm-hmm. which would have given her some wiggle room. Yep. Yeah, this was very similar. But here was the crazy part. So Hester wants to buy all this blue tool. And everyone is like, don't buy the blue tool. Honestly, she they got such a such a warning from Christian and they still didn't take it. Like, why? And that fabric was horrible. It didn't it didn't do any of the women's bodies any favors. And it honestly, like, these are, like, very... Be- these women have beautiful bodies. They don't have anything to hide. And it made them look like it was so unflattering. It just and was not the right fabric. And I don't know why that was the choice. She was dead set on the blue tool. It was bizarre. I didn't get it. And I agree with Christian. None of them it's used... It's very Bridesmaids-esque. 100%. And she was the only one who used tool. Maybe they... No, yeah. They all did not use tool. Instead, it was this like satiny fabric that just was so unforgiving. And honestly, why? What's the point? And I feel like Tim Gunn would rarely give advice at mood. Yeah. It was kind of a, a mad dash to whatever. <laughs> and I don't know how Christian is going to be. Maybe he's going to be like really up in everyone's business mm-hmm. and give advice unsolicited. Um, but I kind of feel like that's an outlier event. And if Christian is like, what are you doing with all this tool? You should listen to your mentor. I that mean, is what he's here for. You don't <laughs> get very many opportunities like this because like you said, Tim Gunn would kind of... I feel you like know, he just let them roam. He would let them kind of have their moment. He might advise, but yeah. I don't think he'd ever do something that that passionately against one of the choices the designers were making. And that was, in my opinion, you should take that piece of advice and roll with it. Because not only has Christian been here before, but or at least in this position before, but he's offering you like a, hey, guys, seriously, you need to take this and and use this to your advantage. Also, it's one thing to stick to your conviction and be like, I'm going to just buy Tool. <laughs> That's fine. Let's just say you're into Blue Tool. But here is where 
the parallel came with Top Chef. Mm. It was that Nadine had to compromise and she had to buy less of her fabric. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, she said, I have to cut it tight here. Yeah. And I can't screw up because I don't have a lot of extra fabric to work with. Mm. Here is where Toolgate comes in. I mean, it's not really much of a gate, but like every episode has some sort of dramatic moment like this. And Hester starts to second guess herself and the choice (laughs) of tool. But the problem is she bought so much tool. It wasn't that she bought tool. She bought absurd amounts of it. Yeah. And then when she wanted to use Nadine's Mm -hmm. material, guess what? There wasn't enough of it. And I love that Nadine stood her ground and was like, you got yourself in this mess. I don't have enough to share. But then she did share. And Hester still cut went up, with the tool. cut up all the material so that Nadine couldn't use it. Right. And then didn't even end up using any of it. If I, you ask me, Hester's kind of a tool. Uh, hey. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been a great podcast. See you next week. <laughs> um, you're right. You, yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. And didn't Nadine call her a butcher or something? It I was great. I can't even remember, but I I'm love sure that the aggressive, right. passive aggressive comments. Yeah. She would let her have it. And I'm glad that, you know, she wouldn't let down because mm-hmm. this was a team competition. Mm-hmm. And you have to display some level of teamwork. And I know you said in your confessional, Hester, that you don't work well on a team. It's apparent. You kind of got to work well on a team here. And. To me, it came across as super selfish because it wasn't just the, I'm going to buy an absurd Mm -hmm. amount of tool and make you buy less of your material. It was then demanding that you get to use your teammates' material that they already have less of because Mm -hmm. of you. And then (laughs) deciding not to use it, but ruining their material so it's unusable for them and then going back to the tool in the first place. Yeah. it's just so crazy. It, just because I feel like, you know, we're going to kind of beat that. We, we've kind of beat a dead horse here. Obviously. No, Hester I want to talk more tool. I have like way more <laughs> things to say about this tool. I mean, you know, I, I get it. I could talk about tool for hours. I really could, but it's just, it's so frustrating. It's the same thing that it is with the top chef thing. Like we talked about, it was just so frustrating because it could have been avoided. Um, but what I do want to talk about is, it's the second episode of the season and they're already throwing us a team challenge. And I like seeing these team challenges when it's early on because there is still a level of, there's kind of a push pull. There's still a level of people getting to know one another and not having um, super alliances with any one person and, you know, kind of having these moments where you want to stand out And so that creates a lot of tension within a team. It's like, am I going to be the leader? Am I going to be working with them? Am I going to, you know, try and come up with a concept and then have to take the fall for it if it doesn't work out? Like there's that kind of interesting dynamic when it's early on because people don't have their, you know, friend groups or their, you know, rivalries or whatever. So there is less that is kind of hindering them or maybe even like helping them in the, in the long run. But there's also this like kind of need to make their own path. And I think that is, we saw this a lot in this episode, at least with some of the teams that didn't do well, it was because they couldn't decide on a clear vision because they're all still trying to prove what their vision is to the judges. And so that was interesting to see 
in the teams that were unsuccessful versus the teams that were successful because I feel like the teams that were successful still managed to do that and showcase their point of view while working with others, like working right. well with others. Yeah, I mean, the team with the least screen time was solid. I thought it was so good. And then the one of the teams with the most screen time but had a vision won. Right. And, and, then a, the, and a demand, like a difficult personality, we'll call it. <laughs> true. And we'll get to that. And then the team that was on the bottom, mm-hmm. Team Chess Feathers, an utter mess Ooh. from start to finish. So Also, like, you know, the that one team uh, with the guy who made the, like, blanket jacket, the, like, duvet cover jacket. Right. He was like, I'm not compromising, blah, blah, blah. And you can see, like, it doesn't look cohesive. Like, yeah, not they're all, all flesh-colored and they're kind of, like, transparent fabrics, but that didn't look co- cohesive. And if it wasn't for the bottom team being so horrible. So bad. They wow. might have been, they might have, you know, been up there. Some of the worst garments we've ever seen. Yeah. In yeah. Project Hi. Runway history. Well, let's get into our... least favorites okay let's start there so i have to say one of my least favorite garments didn't come from team chest feathers it Mm. actually came from team light necklace (laughs) and that is jamal's and actually jamal is one of the more successful designers coming in yeah i guess he he's somewhat apparently he's apparently showed at new york fashion week right this was a duvet cover hey I'll give him this. Did you like that? I didn't like it f- for a design, I guess. But I did like it. It was really well constructed. It, it was, was an idea. It was different. I know that that's his, like, his aesthetic and that's fine. What I couldn't get over, though, were those tights and how he did the booty, like the shoe cover. Like It was just so bizarre and really poorly crafted. And then when you contrast that with the winning team's, you know, shoe covers and booty covers, like that was something that was so beautifully done and so perfectly done. And we should mention that this competition was about displaying the future of fashion. Right. But it was also showcasing body mods. I mean, this was a very kind of all over challenge. Right. But hey, whatever. I like. I like. I also don't think that duvet thing. No. Showed off the oh, necklace. Hundred percent. I don't think any of that teams did, and that's what was so weird. Like, it's all, kind of drowned yeah. in this duvet. I don't know. Yeah, it did. Um, with the back feathers, they all did these beautiful. Ba- I mean, that's kind of an easy one because you just do something interesting with the back. Um. And they all showcase something really beautiful. For me, the bottom team hid their modification. And that was right. exactly the opposite of what they were supposed to do. So is that, the bottom team your The bottom team is my list? least favorite. I, I am giving the, the duvet guy a, a pass because <laughs> so it was interesting. I'm going to exclude Renee from my bottom three. But I agree with you. Covid and Frankie are also yeah. on my bottom three. It was awful. I mean, I just can't even believe these garments yeah. were on Project Runway. I know. I was so sad for Covid. 
I know. I really was. He was really struggling. He was really struggling. The fact that he didn't even have a bottom Mm -hmm. until basically minutes before the competition. He didn't start it until two hours left. Yeah. That's insane. Like Mm -hmm. you got to have at least put some thought into your bottom when you have two days to work with this outfit. No, it was poor time management for him, but... But I still found myself rooting for him over Frankie. Frankie's was just, it's its really disappointing to see her go home or, you know, her make something after being kept in against someone who was safe and she decides to play it safe herself. She did not learn the lesson. <laughs> it's just like, ugh. I, at that point, I can't even root for you to stay in because you didn't, try and so far like the judges said you didn't give us anything that showcases that you actually know how to work with a woman's body and that's confusing it kind of seemed like she didn't have the skill yeah it's a bummer because she is such a nice person but it it, it, i agree it just it was her time it was her time and i think it's possible covid actually had the worst look i think so too but I actually do believe in like holistic judging. Yeah. For for certain cases. Yeah. And in this case, when you have someone who is in the bottom two in back to back weeks, and in the first week tried something creative, but had a deeply mm-hmm. flawed garment where it was literally falling apart. Oy. Okay. And then in week two, once again, Frankie didn't display the technical skill necessary to be in the competition and then went safe with it. And it wasn't that good. Like if you're going to go safe, at least be up to par Mm -hmm. technically. She had to go. This is especially the way that he spoke about it being so embarrassed and, you know, being so mortified that he didn't showcase his his talents and you know he, the judges saw this too they saw that he he does have an appreciation for for dr- dressing women and for making clothes for women and like he felt so horrible that he couldn't come up with something that really made this this woman you know shine and that to me when you can recognize that you've come up with like a flawed garment that is so much better than someone who has a basic garment and stands behind it. Yeah, and I think early in the competition, keep the person who shows more potential. Yeah. Because to me, it looks like Frankie is pretty limited, yeah. and she may have reached her potential, yeah. but I think COVID has a lot to give, and yeah. he may end up going deep. Mm-hmm. So don't don't eliminate him early. Also, he's a producer stream. He's great. <laughs> oh my God. He really is. He's wonderful. Um, tell me about your favorite looks, Camille. So I actually found this really difficult to decide because I actually really liked team back scaffolding, which is the weirdest thing to say. <laughs> um, I thought that they were really solid. I think that um, Bishmay's is a particularly stunning gown. I completely agree. Um, I don't know if it's a gown. It's more of a dress, but it's beautiful. It fit her perfectly. I love that sleeve detail. I love how they yes. do this like they all did this kind of ruffle that kind of echoed the scaffolding in the back and and they just all did some really solid work. 
there I would say his stood out if if the other twos were a little bit stronger then I think that this team could have been 100% in the top but you know Sebastian's dress was just phenomenal so I kind of agree with their top three um I love Sebastian's obviously I think that's stunning I can't even believe that he pulled that out in such a you know, like he had a whole day wasted and he had to start over and all that stuff. Um, and I, he had to put in so much work for Tessa's. Tessa, yeah. I thought Tessa's was really good. I actually, I really love Tessa's outfit. I feel like I'd wear that, um, even though they didn't love it. And I thought Afa's was beautiful too. And those pants and the cape, everything about it was just really stunning. And all of them looked, they really did such a good job highlighting the the body modification of this like neck ruffles i don't know if that's what you'd call it but um i thought they did oh it is neck ruffles um i thought they all did a really good job of picking high quality fabrics um picking a color palette that was really nice and let and kind of worked with the body mod and also they they found ways to kind of use the like kind of ruffly sculptural element of the body mod and incorporate it into their designs. Right. And they still stayed true to who they are as designers. And that I think is like the biggest thing where, whereas with the bottom team, I don't think any of them would, would say that their design represented who they are and what their point of view is. Not at was all. As designers. I didn't see anything. It didn't have a voice. It didn't have a point of view. That's what Renee said. Yeah. She tried to do something totally out of her wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And she went from being in the top last yeah. week to now being in the bottom. And we know that woman can construct. We know yes. that she can design. She is talented. So it was just a, it was just, you know, poor It was disastrous. Yeah. Everything just kind of, you know, fell fell away from them um but yeah i think bishmay is one of my favorite looks Alpha had one of my favorite Mm, looks for sure uh and in regards to team neck ruffles Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things i think to achieve as a team in project runway is cohesion Mm -hmm. while maintaining your individual identity absolutely and putting out unique outfits and early in the episode christian gave out the classic advice color is not something Mm -hmm. that will make your collection cohesive Mm -hmm. and you could tell here that even though color is one of the identifiers with this team Mm -hmm. it's more than just color oh yeah uh, there, there's a lot of different elements that tie these three outfits together while they are all incredibly unique yeah but but Sebastian's stands out. I mean, this piece. This is something else. This is special. This is a memorable yeah. look. It reminds me. I know they are totally different, but it reminds me of Sean's look. Oh yeah, many years ago. Just something totally different. You're referring to the to the fringe, right? To the fringe. Oh, that was such a good dress. And there are some similarities. Obviously, this isn't fringe, but in the hmm. sense that. There's this flow mm-hmm. to it. They are both insanely unique. Yeah. And I'm just going back to the memorability factor. This is this is not a dress I'll forget anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I remember Sean's and I could reference it off the bat as one of my favorite 
Project Runway looks. And to me, this already is up there with yeah. one of my favorite this looks. Is, it's so cool. It's so different. Beyond. Especially when they like showed all the angles. There's like a thin layer of like mesh that you can't really see. And it just looks like it's hanging off her skin. Right. And it's so beautiful and it's so considerate. And it's just really just, it's it's so well done. It's so well done. Yeah, this is a one of a kind. Mm-hmm. It look. really is. It really is. And hey, they snoozed on Sebastian last week, but I told you. We both had Sebastian's guy. look last yeah. week as one of our favorites. I mean, I think that he's someone to watch and clearly he knows what he's doing because if you look at the skirt that he made for Tessa and the purse, it is right. beautiful. It's beautiful. And I fully was prepared to be annoyed by Tessa. I mean, I think she's a really talented designer <laughs> and I was like going to be so annoyed with her. But actually, you know, she kind of turned it out. She kind of like every time I'm like about to turn on her, I start to like her. Like I was getting kind of annoyed with her because she was talking shit about some of the designers last episode. But then she went and ha- helped Frankie, like, you know, sewing things on right before the, you know, it was too late. Um and then this episode, when they were complimenting her look, when they were reviewing it, she went, you know, I fully, like, I have to credit um, Sebastian. He helped me with the skirt. Right. I didn't the skirt was my it. concept, yeah. mm-hmm. but he actually put it together. He put it together. He gave me the pattern, blah, blah, blah. Who was the designer that called out Tessa in his confessional? And he was like, let's be real. The reason why Tessa is having Sebastian do it for her is because she doesn't have the technical skill to do it herself. It might have been Alpha. I don't remember. Oh, maybe. Though. I just I, I don't remember. remember. That's going to be something to look out mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Because clearly Tessa has a great mind for fashion. Right. She's already won a competition, but she may not be on par in terms of her technical skill mm-hmm. um, as a Sebastian, who yeah. in back to back weeks has put out one of the best garments. And if you think about his his experience yeah. level, like I wonder if that's what incredible the issue is, is maybe that Tessa just doesn't have the same experience but Sebastian has worked for like apparently big designers in Colombia and right. so he has a lot of experience it's a different it's a different ball game obviously and she and, and a big part of it I don't know if I if I clock her necessarily for not having those technical skills because I think that beyond technical ability is the vision I think that that's like way more important and technical skills can be learned and in but some in cases, a competition, sure, absolutely. But it you could know, hurt you. It could definitely hurt you. Um, but I it, could see it coming back to bite her. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, Later in the competition, absolutely. when it gets way more competitive. Yeah, I get you down I the feel road. You. Uh, would you say Sebastian is an early favorite? Uh, he's been my favorite since last episode. To me, he's the one to beat. I think so. Yeah. Because he marries that high skill level with vision. Mm-hmm. Just look at what he put together in one day. It's in absurd. One day. But I do want to point out, just since we're talking about our tops, um, that Afa's main, uh, like his main garment type that he makes is gowns. And the fact that he came out with this outfit that was a pant like you wouldn't believe, this beautiful cape, this wonderfully constructed top, this gorgeous, gorgeous look, and he mostly does gowns, like that is beyond impressive and that deserves at least an, an acknowledgement. And I mean, that team deserves to be in the top because they were clearly the top. 
Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it was clear. But I do still say that I liked the team back uh, scaffolding. Yeah, yeah. Bishmay really carried that team, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. I remember um, who was the other boy in that that team shoulder horns. Mm-hmm. They are lucky that COVID and Frankie were a mess. Oh, because, yeah. They were next. Oh. They were 100% next. Like, I love Nadine, but I don't know what was happening with that. <laughs> and Hester's look was bad. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that team did really bad, too. Yeah. there were For as many wonderful outfits mm-hmm. there were this week, there were just as many really, yeah. really bad outfits. Yeah. And they were lucky in this instance that there were so many teams because they basically only picked a top team and a bottom team and everyone else was safe. Right. Um, I mean, they did say that they had a top two, but, you know, it could have been that they had the three bottom teams or the two bottom teams if it was a a smaller challenge and it would have been anyone could go home. And the two teams that were in the bottom that were safe, I think really really lucked out because it could have been any of them too. I hope they stepped their games up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Camille. Well, I think we covered it all. I think we did. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you join us next week. Bye.